Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review of Bullet Train. My name is Daniel and joining me today are my fellow conductors, Anthony. Hello. And Shabazz. I choo-choo-choos, you guys. I like it. I was hoping for that one. Now, for both of you, are you guys big Thomas the Tank Engine fans? You know what? I did used to watch it a lot as a kid, but clearly not as much as Brian Tyree Henry's character in this movie. Yeah, we're going to talk all about it. How about you, Anthony? Yeah, I used to watch Shining Time Station growing up. Um, That was a big part of my childhood. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd never watched, like, just Thomas the Tank Engine. It had to go through Shining Time Station. Right. Um, Uh, You're a purist. Okay. Shining Time Station an American thing, too? I feel like it was. Because it had, like... Um, I had Ringo Starr as the conductor, yes, yes, it did. and then it did. I had uh, George Carlin as the conductor. Yes, it yeah. did. Um, but I don't know if it. I think it. I'm sure. I, I feel like it was. I feel like it did. Everywhere. Yeah, it, it was don't, everywhere. It's a good watch. It and then Thomas is also there. So Thomas is also. I never there. liked the face of Thomas because it, it was it was scary. You know, because it had like these mood swings. He had like a stop like, motion look. To yeah, his face too. Thomas, happy yeah. Thomas, curious Thomas. What's the other... Anthony was thinking, thinking, thinking Thomas. Thinking Anthony. <laughs> thinking. I already said thinking Thomas. Yeah, it's just the clay, that, that face. Just, peeping Thomas. It was so weird. Mm. Peeping Tom? Peeping Tom. That was a peeping Tom that joke peeping for you. Tom joke. Um, it's interesting because, you know, I was a big Thomas the Tank Engine fan as well, too. Uh, but like with you Chase, have a tattoo as well, I saw. I do have a, I have, I do have a huge tattoo of him that takes on my chest. on my entire torso. It's my just entire his, torso. It's just his face. Yeah, it's his face. And then the smoke goes into like my chest hair yes it's very creative and i actually shaved my chest hair into like a plume of smoke yes yeah it's good i I mean you guys aren't fans of going to the beach with me but no no i am that's why i always go to the beach with you (laughs) you're like uh ben affleck with the phoenix (laughs) with the phoenix yeah i have have the the thomas Thomas i have the the thomas tank engine on mine he's a train that will ride again yeah Yeah. i mean yeah (laughs) that's that's great uh but yeah clearly like you uh, said shay not as big of a fan as brian tyree's henry uh character from this film which we're going to talk about very soon of course the movie we are talking about today is bullet train we're going to tell you all about it very soon but as always you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single monday and watch out throughout the week for our interviews and reviews on all the latest movies and series make sure you follow us at the movie podcast on instagram twitter tiktok and letterbox and don't forget to leave us your review on apple podcast spotify join our discord and write to the show at hello at themoviepodcast.ca. You could check out our show notes for all of those links and more. Um, there's some big episodes that I want to direct your attention to, of course, because we've had a pretty huge week here on The Movie Podcast. Uh, we had the news break just yesterday or a few days ago now that Warner Brothers Discovery has canceled the Batgirl movie. So if you want to hear our immediate reactions and us trying to make sense of it all, uh, please go listen to that episode. I think we're all still... Trying to figure out exactly what happened there. Still processing it. It's absolutely wild. You could also check out our review of Prey. That, of course, is the Predator prequel that is going to be releasing on Disney Plus and here in Canada and Hulu in the States on August 5th. That's the same date that you could watch Bullet Train if you're looking forward to that. Um, also, we have our interview with Falula Borg and Evil, uh, Eva, not Evil, <laughs> Evil Eva, uh, Eva Noblezada of the Apple original uh, animated film Luck, which you can check that out. We have lots of different reviews and interviews out, so go check check out all of that we have lots of great stuff coming your way um but let's get right into it the film of course that we are talking today is bullet train this is directed by david leach you'll know him from directing deadpool 2 he's also uh he worked on the first john wick film as a director as well too right yeah very big in the uh, the stunt community yes atomic blonde 
so this is uh this is uh based on the japanese novel which is uh maria beetle and it stars brad pitt joey king aaron taylor johnson brian tyree henry andrew koji uh hero uh hiroyuki sanada michael shannon benito a martinez ocasio and sandra bullock and bullet train is going to be releasing exclusively in theaters on august 5th 2022 from sony pictures and i want to say thank you to our friends at sony pictures canada for inviting us to watch this film Shabazz, I would love for you to tell the audience what this movie is all about. In Bullet Train, Brad Pitt stars as Ladybug, an unlucky assassin determined to do his job peacefully after one too many gigs gone off the rails. Fate, however, may have other plans as Ladybug's latest mission puts him on a collision course with lethal adversaries from around the globe, all with connected yet conflicting objectives on the world's fastest train. Thank you very much for that, Shabazz. Anthony, I would love for you to get the conversation started with your first reaction to Bullet Train. So you guys know I love like anything that takes place in Japan, right? Like We know that we about know you. That. Anything we do that know takes that. place in Japan, I'm like 100% on board. Yeah. Uh, choo-choo. Choo-choo. I'm on, on board. Yeah, you're on the train. You on bought a train. ticket. But this train, I want to get off right away because this was painfully boring for a movie that's supposed to be this action-packed driven story it was very tiring to watch and sleepy and i kind of i kind of yawned a couple of times and Mm -hmm. i was i actually I actually like, stopped yawning and thought, "Why are you yawning so much? <laughs> Am I dead? Why, you once like you your dad. Why is this you? movie making me yawn so much?" And I looked at Daniel. I'm like, Daniel looked at me. He's like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "I'm bored." He's like, "Yeah, I feel the same way." And Am I Keanu Reeves, by the way? In, in your in your memory of me, we were whis- yeah. we were whispering. We were whispering. We were right. whispering. We're polite. Right. We're polite in our theaters. You know, yeah. for a movie that's directed by a stunt director, there was not a lot of and uh, you know stunt directors synonymous with action and making things blow up and yeah. actually feel like you're in this film this movie didn't really make me feel that it was really story driven like it, it kind of gave me vibes of atomic blonde where it was really same story- director as well too, same yeah. director and and a lot of story and then little action and then at least atomic blonde had that really sick action sequence it did that one shot right yes but this not so great i've been waiting for brad pitt show up on the screen i think his last film was at astra or once upon a time once in Hollywood. upon a time yeah i don't well, I, you know what you're, you're right it is at astra because once upon a time came out in july of that year yeah at astra was september then we saw him in uh, the lost city back which in March. is more of like a cameo right so i was looking forward to seeing him um on the screen and this is the first time i didn't want to see him on the screen or portray this character that he was portraying because it just didn't mesh with brad pitt like the co- the comedy that was in this movie is really about slapstick humor as well as action. Right. He couldn't pull it off. Like he was this character that I couldn't believe and couldn't really see as this comedy dude. Cause he's I don't like I don't see him as a comedy it, like that type of Brad comedy. Pitt could pull off comedy yes but this comedy this movie felt like it was written for Ryan Reynolds star in it yeah because even the plot of it was I think it was Hitman's wife bodyguards too I think right so. where it's like here's a hitman that doesn't want to be a hitman anymore and this is kind of a very similar plot that this and that's also Ryan Reynolds in that exactly. Um, but this is a movie where like Brad Pitt I lo- we love Brad Pitt and I think he's really good in a 
good chunk of this movie but also it's like it, there's a conflicting side of him when he's trying to go comedic and he's just trying to go a little bit more goofy than we're normally to see him he's too much of a cool and suave guy to pull off goofy he and can, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't nail it he it comes off feeling very very removed from the rest of the movie when he does have those scenes the comedy that he does really well was his role in the lost city where it was just that I'm a I'm an action hero, macho man. Yeah. And there's that but deadpan, he was serious. deadpan delivery you know? that he kind of does. You know, yeah. it's just it's smooth. But this felt like a character caricature that he was pulling yeah. on, and it, it didn't make sense. Yeah, well, even Burn After Reading, where it was right. Like he that that comedy just worked for him. It, yes, it, like it was written it's a for him. Well, this didn't feel like it was written for him. It was written for someone else. And like you said, Ryan Reynolds makes more sense yeah. in this type of role because mm-hmm. it has that Deadpool type of humor it does and 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 that's that's one of the things and i think we've been seeing you know we obviously were referencing a lot of thomas the tank engine in the earlier of this episode um but that's something that i find happens a lot in movies and i think it's a very much a ryan reynolds style of humor where you'll have a character who becomes obsessed with like you like deadpool loves unicorns and chimichangas and like that becomes his personality Thomas the Tank Engine was said more in this movie than I think what has been said in even a Thomas the Tank Engine film or a television show. Yeah. Like, it is the driving point of a lot the, of this movie. The and analogy, it's really interesting. Of the it. analogies of Thomas the Tank Engine is at least 30 minutes of this film. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good chunk. Good chunk. It. It's a good chunk of it. And I think the biggest thing for me, I mean, there 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 are positive of this of this movie, and I'm, I want to pass it to Shay in a second, but there is a lot of this movie that I think can work. But this movie, I think the biggest um, issue that I had with it is that a lot of it felt a little like or a lot boring for me because it just felt like it could have been a clean ninety minutes instead it's over two hours Um, and also it just it just yeah you needed to just remove a lot of these this randomness to it because this movie relies on a huge cast that is just doing anything other than interacting with each other they're very compartmentalized which is funny because it's taking place on different parts uh, compartments of a train and they just feel very separate from one another yeah and i haven't read the book um or i i don't know if it ever turned into a graphic novel but um this movie and the way they marketed this movie was supposed to be like this action-packed assassins fighting assassins on a bullet train right there was not a lot of that there was a lot of just story building for these assassins a lot of flashbacks but then you don't really care because they're not engaging enough like their characters are not engaging enough yeah or given enough time to really develop anything with yeah and you don't feel as as like a viewer you don't care for that character on screen even for brad pitt's character the main star you really don't care what happens to him and that's when you when you don't have that you lose the audience Mm -hmm. right that's and i think for me it lost me in that shay jump on in yeah you know I know a movie's in trouble with us when we've gone maybe 20, 30 minutes into the film and not one of us has really looked at each other to say, this is really good. It came to a point where I think I leaned over to you, Daniel, and I'm like, I'm, I'm not having fun. Are you having fun yet? You're like, no, not not yet. I'm like, okay, well, we're only, oh, we're an hour into the movie. Wow, that's another hour left. Let's see where this goes. And it just felt like it was going nowhere. There were way too many plot lines happening and you have such a great cast, but I didn't like any one of them. <clears throat> I didn't think any of them were interesting. And the movie also does this thing where it it thinks the audience is dumb, I think. like It, it likes to think that the audience doesn't get what's happening. Right. And for everything, there needs to be a reference or a monologue or a long, drawn-out sequence. It felt like Family Guy where it's like, remember the time that we, that we stood in line at the thing? And then it'll cut to that. 
and show us the sequence and you're like what is the point of this or there'll be a big twist reveal that was very obvious from the beginning of the movie very very obvious but they have to still show us that whole thing play out as if the audience was like wait a minute what that's who this was it's really silly and it, it it boggles my mind that a movie about a bullet train is so slow yeah i think i think that's like i think that's the great i think that's the line that you know keeps resonating with me and when we, when we think about this film um yeah i think i love the style of this movie and i think from the trailers from what we saw of it we're like this looks like it's going to be fun mm-hmm. this looks like it's going to be unique it's going to be interesting high octane at least high octane it looks like it's just going to be different and again when you have the japanese setting you have brad pitt you have like this cool story of assassins and yakuza and you have just other a, a bunch of other elements you know in the pot this movie has a lot in it and i feel a lot of that's wasted like you know you have karen fukuhara in this film yeah who is a glorified extra and I, and I wasn't sure. I'm like, is she supposed to be a cameo? Because there are cameos in this movie. Yes. Or is she supposed to be just a background character? Because it's like what you see of her in the trailer is basically what's in this film, which is very, which caught me off guard. I'm like, why, why isn't she utilized more? Or the train, um, the, the I forgot what they're called. The ticket. Yeah. Like what a, are they called here in Canada? We train ticket man. No, we T-T- have TTMs. No, we have like a name for them. The conductors. No, no I'm. It's gonna bother me. I'll look it up. When, when, when constables. No constables. No. <laughs> um, like we have like who's played by a known actor. Yeah, like, hero oh, from hero. Hero from hero. From heroes. You're like oh, that's the bombardier. What I think that's what we call them. That's just what, call I think that's what we call them here on uh, in Canada. Aren't they, isn't that like a company? Uh, listen, yeah, uh, Bombardier me, is a company. They make jets. Is, they, make, they make the sea dudes and stuff, right? And they the, make jets. Yeah, they make jets, jets and yeah. trains. Bombardier planes. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just strange that you have a lot of these cameos, and then Sandra Bullock obviously is in the film as well too. And something that you said, Shay, that of course what I was what we were talking about yeah. in the car was that this movie I think treats the audience like they're not as smart as no. they could be because everything is explained everything everything is shown to them. um but yeah it's it's it it kind of bums me out because there i truly believe there is a, a, a solid film in here mm-hmm. and there are moments where i was like this is really funny or this is really engaging and i like this but you immediately forget about a lot of that because it's just so stretched out and that's where i'm i'm failing to remember a lot of the plot of this movie and it kind of remind me a little bit of the gray man in that aspect where it's like here's a director who you know formerly works with marvel now doing another thing that they're doing on their own and it's just like really big and really showy and then you but you can't really pull anything from it and and there's there's just moments where the movie is again just going on and on and on about something and you're trying to figure out what is this relevant for? What? Why am I? Why am I seeing this again? This is a great pitch of a movie. Like, hey, we've got assassins on the world's fastest train, and shit's going down. But the reason that they're all connected is so silly. Like, I, I, I still am baffled that it's about a kid who's pushed off. Yeah, a, a that, building like that, that's so dumb. That plot, that plot, that plot device that is shown in the opening of the sequence does not make you want to watch this movie. No. Like you're just you're actually confused. I was confused. I'm like, this what's, is how they're relevant? gonna start this movie. Yeah, because it felt like it was supposed to be bigger than it should have been. Yes. But it never lived up to the heights of what it was trying to tell. Yeah. And then people are dying, people are getting shot. All the while I again I can suspend disbelief as for as much as I possibly can, but no one on the train cares what's happening, by the way. Like, there's just violence occurring. Snakes are being slithering around this train. And there's only, like, two members of the staff on this whole train 
trying to keep it going and they also just disappear at a certain point like at the, there's there's a moment in the movie where he's like oh where the villain's like i bought all the tickets on this train from this stop to this stop what like like what is this movie about it's just it's just convenience for convenience sakes and none of it none of it lands no i do like i will say that i really liked and i but i think they're given too much in this movie to carry it i i, I really like brian tyree henry and Aaron Taylor Johnson's characters. I Lemon that, and Tangerine. Yeah, I liked that they played brothers. I thought they were really fun to watch, but I also felt like they were just like, let's give them a, the bulk of the dialogue in this movie. Yeah. I and you're just like, okay, is it, who's this movie about then? Because we 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 kind of leave Brad Pitt a lot in this movie. Yeah. You know, and we'll and we'll go focus on literally other compartments of the train, and and that's where I'm kind of at. I'm like, man, like you have like Zazie Beats in this film. You have a lot of big names in this movie who are all just so spread out. You have Bad Bunny in this movie as well too, um, and you're like, okay, this felt. And then when we were, I was just looking up like when was this movie shot, and it was shot literally fall of 2020. So right when production started rolling again. It felt like they were just compartmentalizing everybody to keep them separate because of obviously COVID protocols. And that could be a factor in this for sure. But it's also just, I don't think for me and for you guys or for the audience, it's not an excuse for making, I think, an overly long and slow film. No, yeah, right? Even though they had great chemistry together, yeah. I felt like the story that they were show- sharing was so boring, especially their dialogue between each other. And, you know, they played two British um brothers brothers so oh, were they british okay i couldn't tell <laughs> uh sometimes it's, it's and this is and Shay's kidding Shay's kidding by at the times way. It's, it's hard to understand what they're saying because brian tyree is putting on a british accent yeah. and then you have aaron taylor aaron, johnson who's just going full, full putting brit. on a full brit and you're just like he went why full do i care brit. what these two guys are saying right now why they, like, no. what, what are they, they adding like, they to feel this like movie? The, the silly henchman yes yeah you know? but it's like you with silly henchmen you just need a little bit of it yeah and, and that's the henchman. thing right yes. i like them i like them as actors and i liked them in this movie but we got too much of it it's, it's like this like, movie served you too much of a yeah. good thing in it you're like this now it's not working because we're spending too much time on because they were doing punchline after punchline and at yeah. a certain point you're like are you giving me important dialogue or are you just trying to quip each other over yeah. and over again? And that's again? where we got so much of the Thomas the Tank Engine, right? Oh and my that, and God. it reminded me of something that we would have seen like in a Tarantino film where we would have been like, 100%. let's reference a pop culture thing and to death. we're making this the plot of this movie. And like, it's for those of you who will, who will watch it this weekend or eventually watch it, it's crazy how much we hear about Thomas the Tank Engine. I haven't heard about Thomas the Tank Engine this much since I, even when i watched it as a kid yeah i didn't even hear about it that much i'd go to school people would be like yo did you watch tt last night i did that's it yeah this movie <laughs> you know you mentioned <laughs> quentin tarantino. <laughs> you mentioned quentin tarantino and this yeah. movie tries its hardest to build yes. to use its dialogue as a comedic but also reference pop culture and create like yeah. this really cool chit chat but you're not you're, you're not you're not Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. This is not Kill Bill. And that's what it was trying to do on a train. It was trying to do Kill Bill on a train. Right. Let's put a lot of narrative, a lot of story, and let's add some dudes with samurai swords. Yeah. And, and I you just couldn't buy it. Even like the color uh the color temperature and the way they shot um the internals of this train, it felt very kill bill a lot yeah. of blown yeah. out colors even though yes. you look at the flashbacks like you see the way the flashbacks are yeah. shot it's very like samurai yakuza looking things that we've seen from a different films and obviously from yes. tarantino's been yeah. r- r- riffing on forever right um yeah it's it's a lot of that i mean but there are there are things like like we got a sequence where 
you know, we, we learn about like a water ball in this film. I'm like, oh, this was, I, I like that sequence, but it was also, it was shown so late in the movie that I was just like. It was too late to save it. It was that too point. late. Where it's like, oh, that was, that was, that was a clever thing to show. But it was also that thing was like, but do we need this here? Yeah. Could we have shown this somewhere else? Or if this movie was shorter, that would have been a, a cooler sequence to show. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, there's, there's good ideas here. But I just feel like they're just not executed well. Just no one's plot is interesting. That's the that's the yeah, biggest yeah. crime, really. When I saw that sequence with a bottle, I was wondering, does the director know how long this movie is? Like, is it making fun of how long this movie yeah. is? I mean, because there's a like, joke in this right, movie where right. the bottle has an like a background a backstory. A backstory. Yeah. And the only you're backstory right. that you really want to know about is Brad Pitt, Mr. Pitt, Mr. Pitt's character, Ladybug, Ladybug, and you don't really get it. You yeah. get nothing. You just get like this idea that he wants to get out of this world and he yeah. wants to be more zen. And, yeah. and and that that also that is a character that we see a lot more now in movies the the, the reformed you know anarchist or the yeah. reformed convict, convict. yeah who like now it's a that just tired who now, now who, you know who goes to therapy and and uses their therapy as their weapon for everything yeah. and I don't know if oh, it's meant bad to bad boys for life too was doing that right they did yeah. and it did it fine in that one yeah but like here it's just constantly he's like well you know let me let me give you monologue here or let me do this or you know my, my therapist he says that you know don't hurt somebody don't do this I'm like shut up like like, like <laughs> just, just this shut is a, the fuck up this is a movie about assassins on the plane why yeah. is this and maybe it's from the book you know yeah. again, maybe it's from know, the book but maybe there's certain things doesn't that excuse don't it need especially in a, yeah. a movie about assassins but, but here's fighting each other on a he, he, here's the thing when, when it comes to book adaptations and we've spoken to this on the show before we've spoken this about this has always been my mantra at the end of the day the book doesn't matter it doesn't matter because the book will always be the book what matters is what you adapt for the screen and does this work as a movie if it works in the book if you're able to expand on it in the book if this is exactly how it is in the book awesome you're going to have the people who love the book hopefully will like this but at the end of the day, you need to make something as a movie that works as a movie. If this that is, is your source material, great. But this is a movie. This is a different medium. You've got to make it work that way. And and like we said, and, and like I was just saying, there's a lot of a good ingredients in this movie. But I think the final outcome is just something that's just overstuffed, overlong. And I think relies too much on its setting and its theme and its style to try and tell a cool story. This would have worked better as a TV series on Netflix. Each character gets their own episode. Yeah, and it just builds up, and you you can pace yourself that way. I think that would have been the best solution for this idea of a you know bullet train. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Let's get to our final recommendations because I think we're, we're each going to have some, like I think a good kind of final chunk to say. Anthony, I'm going to get you to start us off. So I'm going to say this is a skip it for me. I don't think it's worth your time because you're gonna you're gonna buy this ticket, you invest your money, you're gonna sit down, and you're gonna fall asleep. If you want to go to sleep, it's a really good movie to watch. If you want to go to sleep, if you're having trouble sleeping, yeah. this is definitely the movie that oh you want to put on. Um, but yeah, like I think it's better for you to invest your money in a, in another film, like League of Super League of Super Pets. So very different films, very different, very film. very different films. Well, for you know, sure. they're they're two action driven. Not ones you. I think you would take your kids to Bullet Train first, right? Before uh, DC League of Super depending Pets, depending on the kid or how <laughs> cool, cool you are as a parent, right? Um, there's also another movie coming out that. If you have Disney Plus, you could just sit at home and watch, which is Prey, and it's so much better. Shabazz, how about yourself? This is one train that I will not be boarding. I'm going to say skip it. Yeah, not not fun. It has, again, like you mentioned, has some great ideas, 
but great ideas cannot save a sinking train. Great ideas cannot save a sinking train. That's a that's a that I believe was set on the Titanic. That was set on the Titanic. Yeah, yes. you know, for myself, I'm you know I'm 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 torn because this is not a film that I will I think I will ever watch again. No, but I also think it's that kind of movie that if you were to see it on TV or if it's on a streaming service, maybe give it a shot. So I want to say you could add it to your queue. Uh, but it's not one that you have to immediately get to. This is not, like Shay said, this is not a train that you need to jump on right away. No. You know, get to it eventually because there's, again, this movie relies a lot on its style. It relies a lot on its cast, but I don't think that is enough to to save this trip. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say add it to your queue. Thank you so much for listening to the movie podcast review of Bullet Train. I almost forgot the name of our show for a second. Could you believe it? The Bullet Podcast? The Bullet... The, oh, God, I hope not. Uh, as always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for our interviews and reviews on all the latest movies and series. Make sure you follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, join our Discord, and write into the show at hello at themoviepodcast.ca. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please let us know what you thought of the film. Let us know what you thought of our review and click the like button, leave a comment, subscribe, do all of the fun YouTube stuff. We're so happy to have you here and hopefully uh, you like what we had to say. And if you didn't, of course, leave a comment. That's why we're here. We want to hear from you. So please, we encourage all of that. Uh, We have lots of great episodes coming your way in August. You do not want to miss it. We'll also be attending TIFF in September and we'll have lots of reviews and interviews coming your way. So stay tuned for all of that. That was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next.